Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. All right, so standard format for the show is... Oh, wait, have you ever listened? Uh, you can be honest. Briefly, okay. you can be honest. So good, he quit. Yeah. <laughs> he was one, he's one of the smart ones. He said, so good, I can't even take it. So we'll talk a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into this hat with all kinds of topics. Yep. And we're going to start out with two questions we ask everybody now, <laughs> because they were two of our most uh, popular topics. With us. Popular with us. Yeah. Number one is, what you've been got going on, when you could just basically answer that any way you want, and then... Who you gay for is our newest topic. So, okay. Okay. Um, and then just for point of reference, because we don't have to keep rehashing it in the show, Matthew McConaughey. Yep, that's correct. Ryan Reynolds. You got it. Justin Timberlake. Okay. That's that's who we gave Okay, good. I'm glad that... Our I'm, standards are incredibly high. No, no. My choice is not off the board, so I'm glad. Listen, man. If I'm going to be gay, it's got to be good, okay? <laughs> How could it not be good? Yeah. Well... The anal pressure. Really. Yeah. No, no, no. If you if you were to ask Derek St. Holmes who's he's, who he's gay for, it'd be Robbie Benson. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? We had this conversation. With Robbie someone. Benson. Mm-hmm. What was the big movie he was in? Ice Castles. Yeah, there's that one. There's some <laughs> other ones. Wasn't he in that Mary Tyler Moore piece of shit with the family? <laughs> what the fuck. Remember, like they were going through the American Modern Family, or come on, you know what I'm talking. about. I don't. About. Come on, I want an Oscar. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That piece of shit that won an Oscar. Oh, Titanic. Yes, Mary Tyler Moore was in Titanic. She was. She was Rose. She was the old Rose. (laughs) I'm actually writing Titanic 2. Fuck it. Let's do it again. Let's see how that works. You know, there was a script for Titanic That's what I heard. I'm only hoping that it was just going to be other stories. Like, not like, hey, we rebuilt the Titanic. Let's try it again. Space Titanic. Oh, that'd be like Airplane 2. <laughs> yes, which was just on TV the other day. Airplane 2 was on TV? On Sling, oh. yeah. That's terrible. On Epics, I think. Oh. Well, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get, like, the Good Burger version. And Good Burger was on, too. Oh, Sean Priest. Yeah. Last time Sinbad worked in America. Can you believe that... Keenan Thompson is the longest-running cast member in the history. I can of because life. he's been on that show my entire life. It feels like like I would never have guessed it would be when that. he finally surpassed the longest person. I was like, he's been on that long. Now I know. Like now it's like, yeah, he's he's pretty much been murdered as far as every single character that he's ever played because it's the same fucking character. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Who was the longest? Daryl Hammond. Was it Hammond or mm-hmm. Menos? It was Daryl Hammond. Darryl. That makes sense. Well, Daryl Hammond's still there. Yeah, technically, yes. Yeah. As the announcer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, technically. He was yes. in Kansas City. I almost went to see him. They got to bring old Glasgow back. Who? Uh, Tim Meadows. Oh, oh, oh. Well, he's busy with the Goldbergs. You know they're doing a spinoff. Him and Coach Maller? Him and Coach Maller and uh, Big Tasty's girlfriend. Big I don't know how she fits in. How does she fit in? I don't know. How did I go the all these years in my career and then I call myself Big Tasty? It's a rare condition this day and 
Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Ross Family Matters podcast, episode 24, 5-ish, something like that. It's a number. I mean, you know, we've done so many, I don't know how we can't keep track. Um, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams, Victor Stick Ross, Jack Spade, and our very special guest. You may know him as the fabled one, Aesop Mitchell. You may have seen him at Comedy Sports. We just like to call him somebody who had nothing better to do on a Sunday morning. How are you, my friend David Ward? No, I'm I'm tired. I got, this is my this is my uh, big crazy weekend with the with my two year old. So we were like all over the south side of Wisconsin yesterday, like falling asleep uh, pretty much by like three o'clock. So I went to bed at like six, and I'm still exhausted. Well, that's every day for me. At I'm old. I'm old, man. Did you guys make it up to Elegant Farmer when you were <laughs> way through the south side of Wisconsin? Uh, I used to, like, my, my grandparents used to live over by the Elegant Farmer. So, like, we were there on a weekly basis getting, like, uh, apple pies and In other bag, dairy right? nonsense. Uh, so, like, I, I'm pretty much good for the rest of my life on an Elegant Farmer. Mars Cheese Castle. I've never been. I've never You're been not to Mars much. Okay, yeah, you're really not. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to step foot in there, but I've never actually been inside Mars Cheese Castle. I feel kind of ashamed of my, myself personally because that's just the type of stupid stuff that we that I would do. I would feel better about Mars Cheese Castle if it had a moat of like nacho cheese. Just kind of. <laughs> All right. So here's my Mars Cheese Castle story. All right. It's real brief. Back in 2000, I want to say, I worked security for an autograph signing at the Mars Cheese this. Castle. I remember this. Who was doing the autographs? Weezer. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that actually is a perfect place for them to do autograph signings, okay? Outside, in the parking lot, kids lined up everywhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How was Rivers Cuomo? Yeah. Right. Where were you? Where were you doing security? Just Away from the band? Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. There were, it was an autograph signing, but they treated it like it was a concert. There were like fifteen of us, man, right. just to keep kids I think it's Weezer. in it's line Weezer, in a barricade. Who gives a shit? Were you allowed to look them in the eye? Like much uh, unlike Don Henley, where you weren't allowed. Not to. Don Henley, the Eagles. The whole Eagles. In general. That's right. That's right. I uh, I have always wanted to do the. Weezer cruise that happens on a yearly, semi-yearly basis. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, they they party hard, from what I've heard. I've had a friend that has done it twice so far, and it sounds like a freaking blast. It does, and I I'm, apparently unlike you, I'm actually a Weezer fan. I like Weezer. I'm a huge Weezer fan. Yeah, great. All right. <laughs> Any Mars Cheese Castle stories? Me? No, I've never I've never been to the Mars no. Cheese Castle. Oh, see, now I'm not the only one. I I've been to the Elegant that. Farmer. But yeah, I did not see an elegant farmer. No, I didn't. I saw... Would he be in, like, a Southern Belle dress? <laughs> like, like, No, he would be in overalls made of velvet. <laughs> oh, velvet overalls. Yes. That's a new gimmick starting up right there. That's right. And that's pretty elegant. Velveteen Dream needs to wear, come out with some velvet overalls. I'll let him know the next time I see him. <laughs> 
so people will will ask if they aren't familiar. Although I'm sure they're way more familiar with you than they are with even us, and we host this show. But where do we know you from? Uh, we know you through professional wrestling. And why don't you tell everybody, hey, what made you want to get into this? Uh, so like a couple years ago, I had just wrapped up a uh, run. I, I was being the uh, Orin, the dentist from Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, I was doing that professionally, so I was getting like stage shows over on the south side of the downtown area, and I was like, I want a new performance venue, and I want to try to get in a shape, not (laughs) like, not nothing completely, you know, chiseled and in uh, beautiful glory or nothing, so... I was like, you know, I've always loved professional wrestling, and I wanted to give it a try because I've uh, I got a, a really big performance background, you know, big characters and uh, whatnot. So I thought, let's tr- give it a shot. I messaged a couple promoters, and one person got back to me <laughs> about three months later. So uh, that's how I started training under uh, Matt Winchester and um, Frankie DeFalco. Cool. So you got to response a lot quicker than people who called the brawl hotline. Correct. Some people are still waiting. Uh, we, we, when I was running the wrestling program, we had a hotline, and sometimes people would go eight months without getting a call back. But I wasn't <laughs> in charge of the phone. So just so you know, Brian. Um, so you got hooked up with them, and uh, talk like, was it what you thought it was going to be when you first got into training? Because a lot of people think, yeah, you know, I mean, I could do some of this stuff. I could see me doing it. And then you start doing bump drills for like three weeks and you go, oh, I don't know. I've always had a pretty high pain threshold. So like I knew that it was going to be a lot of ass kickings and beat down sessions. Uh, and uh, to, be, to be honest, it was a lot less uh, uh, violent than I thought it was going to be. Because I had kind of talked myself up to like, okay... Every day I'm going to get like that first layer of skin off of my chest because I've just gotten the shit beat out of me right. every day. Right. Um, but so like I was prepared and I I have like a semi-decent like athleticism. <laughs> but it's a, I wasn't like, I, I think I, I built it up so much for myself that I wasn't surprised when I had to go and uh, actually take those bumps, uh, learn to run the ropes and all that stuff. Sure. And then you developed your gimmick, the fabled one, Aesop Mitchell. Was that yours? Was it a collaboration? Like, how nope, did... that was mine. And I had it the minute that they said, do you want to, like, what do you have idea for a character? And it wasn't, like, um, like something that I would thought of for a while. Uh, I, through my, my work at comedy sports, I'm very good at thinking on my toes, you know, just, like, coming up with a character right away. And, like, at the time, I was really big in, on the rapper Aesop Rock, who was uh, a, a beautiful storyteller with his work, and I kind of wanted to take from that, and I was like, Aesop, that sounds kind of classy, let's go with this gentleman character. And I knew, like, I was like, let's use my middle name, because, you know, that's what a lot of people do. Sure. You know, it's original, ugh. And, like, I pitched it, and both... Uh, Frank and Matt hated the the name at first. Did they so, have suggestions for? Yeah, oh, it was, and there was like, oh, ooh, it's a gentleman. We got to come up with this gentleman. Give it like Drake and you know <laughs> Thelonious and it's like shit like that. 
And then it came to like the the show date that I was going to like make my uh, my dark uh, vignette debut, and they were like, "Well, do you have a name yet?" Like two hours before, and I was like, "Yeah, what about Aesop Mitchell?" Which I again right. pitched initially. They're like, "Oh, that's perfect! Yeah, let's go with that." It's like, "Good," and I ran with it. Like, nice. I don't have to worry about it no more. So if I remember correctly. Like, the, the first appearance or appearances of you were just kind of doing some uh, promos, kind of summing up the show that's coming up. Uh, if you want to say it was summing up, uh, you can go with that. But it was like four or five minute promos. Me sitting underneath a dark candlelight, literally reading off the entire card in the most obnoxious way ever. And they said that I was going to be a baby face doing that. It did not go over well at all. Like, the very first was like, Oh, the your first contest of the evening will pit the lactose warrior himself, Tyler Sunday, against the Pelosial-faced porn stash Peter Swans. And, and, and then all of a sudden you just hear the people from the crowd going, Oh, who the fuck is this guy? And Frank just stopped what he's doing. He's like, yeah, scratch that. You're a heel now. All right, cool. That was easy. Well, I mean, it was common sense, right? I mean, anybody, even if you wanted to be a babyface, the fact that you had uh, the, the tone and the accent of somebody who was uh, of there was a higher no class, way. there was, was no way that you were going to pull that up from West Dallas. It was by candlelight. Like, I mean... No baby face does shit by candlelight. What, what about the straw? No. <laughs> the straw was a baby face? I don't know. Yeah. So, so you got any... Do you remember... Who was your first match? The actual match? That, uh, uh, as far as like Knights of Columbus or first match overall? Both. both. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, Brandon Blaze both times. Okay. Uh, now that I think about it. Um, yeah. I think I, I wrestled him a couple times uh, on some fair shows. Uh, at Summerfest, and then like one in like New Berlin or something like that, and then I wrestled them at the Knights of Columbus and uh, actually went over on them because uh, they <laughs> what what was it like? Uh, we were doing these drills at camp called uh, Satan's, uh, which hit the, you have to hit the rope five times, five push-ups, five uh, sorry ten push-ups, ten sit-ups, hit the turnbuckle. Uh, five times, ten push-ups, ten sit-ups, and you had to do that twice, right? And Frank and Matt had bet me that uh, I couldn't get the fastest time, and I was like, well, what do I get if I win? And they're like, oh, well, we'll call Brandon Blaze up right now, and we'll, t we'll tell him that you're going over. Okay. And I ended up smoking him. Like, oh, the dude that was, like, semi-professional soccer player at the time, like, smoked his ass and shit like that so then they ended up calling him and Brandon's like what the fuck you know so it was a, it was a fun time sure. good time to be alive so it's been a sh so far brief career but is there a moment that stands out like what would you say your 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 crowning achievement's been in the squared circle uh when last summer I worked uh me and Derrickson Holmes worked a honky tonk man Greg and Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart um, and like wrestling was a total blast, but I've always had a lot of fun cutting promos. I feel like I, they're some of my favorite shit in the world. And, uh, I, I cut this really great promo going out and how I, 
compared like Derek St. Holmes to uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, but like Derek St. Holmes is a fucking great wall of China. He could be seen from space because he's so muscularly toned and blah, 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 blah. And Honky Tonk Man, you know, he likes music and all this, but I'm I'm practically the Juilliard school of music in comparison to wrestling and how I was blah, 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 going to kick his ass. And so, you know, whatever. We lose because naturally. Of course. Uh, but we get into the back and Jimmy Hart, uh, who was integral in that match, um, had told me like, hey, hey, buddy, you got a career talking on that stick right there. And you just saw me fanboy out like, <gasps> this Thank you. You know, you got tears welling up in my eyes because, like, this is the greatest moment of my life. So, I'd say that's probably my favorite so far. Sure. My biggest compliment was somebody's like, hey, you do a good job wiping off that top rope. Maybe you have a career in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that you were going to say carry Maru to passable matches. Uh, see, I don't know if I could carry him because he's too fat and <laughs> sloppy for me to do anything. Do but, you uh, agree that he is fat and sloppy? <laughs> that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I know, but they haven't been used yet. So. And to be to be fair, my entire time at Lacrosse RCCW has been an absolute blast. It is by and large my favorite place to actually wrestle in because I feel like uh, they let me be something that's completely different. Right, uh, like uh, than I do anywhere else. So, uh, and I've had a blast with the storylines that I've that we've gone through, and like the promo work that we've done. Like the last one that we did, where we cut uh, a lot of you guys were uh, were there, but they were we were did my podcast, my brief podcast, where we just ran through the entire locker room talking about how everyone felt that Maru lost a loser leaves town match, and everyone just basically shit on Maru. In glorious fashion. That sounds about right. By the way, lacrosse was one of my favorite places to work until oh, I got banned. Right. So, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, so you're you're white, Jason Masters? I, Is that I, what you're saying? I am. You're actually, a victim of. Jason. <laughs> you're right. I'm a victim of Jason Masters. That's oh. absolutely right. Um, you so, and Meals on Wheels. That's that's right. One last thing, then, and then we'll get into the the hat. Uh, you talked a little bit about comedy sports and your improv background. How did that start? Like, what got you into improv? Because I'll tell you what, I mean, I love all kinds of comedy. Stand-up comedy is great. Sketch comedy is great. Improv is my favorite, and by far, I think, the hardest. So, I mean, if you want to tell people how you kind of got involved in it. Sure. I um, was, again, I've always been a huge performer. I've basically been doing stage shows since I was about four or five. Um, so then come, like... Uh, high school, I started doing uh, like the theater there, uh, you know, production plays. And my director at the time of my, I want to say it was my uh, freshman year, um, he was a performer with comedy sports. And he pulled me off uh, to the side after a couple of rehearsals. And he sat me down. He's like, I want to ask you uh, to do a few things for me. I was like, okay, sure. What do you. Like, I'm going to give you a couple of voices, I want, uh, uh, impersonations, like uh, accents and like gimmick voices, and I want you to just start to have a conversation to me in that voice. And I was like, okay, like that's weird. And he's like, just trust me. He goes, Russian. And I was like, 
Well, if waiting out here in breadline takes a very long time, and it's not something that I could probably take for a very long. But eventually, I'll get there. I'll have a, a nice loaf of bread to take home to my family. And and, and he's like, okay, well now now go into a British accent. Like, well, uh, I've never quite had such a, a, a conversation before. But if there's something that I could partake uh, that uh, and take away from, it'd be something that. Uh, we would have a, a great time, t t time talking about. He's like, okay, now, uh, Eddie Murphy's like, Man, that's a huge trick! What the hell is going on over here? And he just did that for like 10, 15 minutes and just stopped me and he's like, I got a perfect outlet for you. Go and do comedy sports. I can get you in. And I was like, okay, sure. And uh, my mom had been on that for me as well. And so, like, it finally, like, sunk in. Went and did some of the the workshop clashes at the age of 15, um, which <laughs> doesn't really happen all that often. Went through that. Once I got to college, there was actually a comedy sports class, uh, like a theater class, and I needed the arts credits because I was a music major. Um, and, like, within a month and a half of me doing stuff there, they were like, we want to hire you uh, to work for us. So I've been there ever since. I'm currently doing uh, some more like workshops for myself because I like to keep myself uh, going, you sure. know, and touch up because you never know you could get rusty on that stuff. So uh, with wrestling, it's been kind of I was going to say how to hard is it, it to fit it all in? Well, it, it's easy in the sense that like I call up on Mondays to get my schedule on Wednesdays. So like when I have the free time, I'll definitely call in. Uh, but you know, wrestling takes away from that. You know, I can right. only get so many shows on a Friday or a Saturday for both wrestling and comedy sports. So right. this is, I'm glad to keep them both in my life. The Ross family is a big proponent of the Midnight Show. Oh, yeah. yes, we love the Midnight Show. And, and don't get me wrong, I've been a fan of comedy sports. My first time seeing them, I went to Summerfest like six times in 1986. I was 15. It was cool because I got to go to Summerfest without parental supervision. And every day I was there, I stopped by the Pepsi Comedy Stage. Remember that when it was a thing, and comedy sports was the headliner every night. And, and they were uh, they were new at the time yes. too, because they started off in '84. So like two years in, and they're running comedy uh, comedy sports at Summerfest. Man, they just recently, a couple of years ago, started doing that again, where they're now at the I think they're running the Coles yes, yes. Inspiration Stage or something like that. And you know what was cool is, like, the guys, I still remember, like, Joe Cortezzi and mm -hmm. um, Blaze uh, Orvis and uh, Tom New, and my favorite is still there, Brian Green. It's still, to me, he's, he's the, the one funniest still guy there. that I've ever seen perform in, in that setting in my life. And I think, he, I'm amazed that he, honestly, I mean, I know he does stand-up and he's traveled the country, but, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean... Could, this guy could have been the limit for him, but I guess he just loved doing what he was doing on this level. But Brian Green is fantastic. He's been uh, he's the guy that has never slowed down uh, comedy sports. Like uh, Bob Orvis, he uh, stepped back from the like the week to week stuff and started doing like remote shows, and then he stepped back from that again to kind of be with his family a little bit more. Uh, George Cortez stepped away, uh, maybe decade ago yeah. and he pops up here and there um tom new I, tom new stepped away a couple of years ago too uh those guys i've all had the pleasure of interacting with and learning from 
and they're a great group of guys. And uh, I really do credit a lot of my wrestling career with comedy sports because the the concept of yes anding, being able to take whatever's being thrown at you and never denying it, has really helped me just take on everything. You know, I never was afraid to do any of the moves, uh, take any of the stories, and you know, I, I don't have that that hubris where people are like, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to job out to that. Fuck that, I'll job out any day of the week. I I love jobbing out. I went up like a span of. 10 months this year where I didn't win a single match anywhere. And you know what? Totally fine with that. Because your pay envelope was well, the same. Well, what's, what's it going to change? And not to mention, if I still take get the same amount of heat that I do, I'm happy with it. Well, I mean, plus, you spent like a whole summer tour like uh, getting beat up by Frankie. <laughs> oh, you know what? And I'm happy to do that as right. well. And I had a blast doing those, doing those things, especially if I got to kind of jab right back at him with a couple promos. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, so when did you actually start? What was your first year? For wrestling? Yeah. Uh, I want to say like two years ago. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like two and a quarter That's, as far as years. Like where your mindset as far as wrestling is, and I've said this to people, where you are at as far as like a theory and a, like a psychology level for being that new into the business is just unbelievable well i really do credit that with comedy sports because like uh, the the mirror image that is comedy like it's improv comedy and wrestling is astounding it's astounding how it's the exact same thing how you want to build a shine a heat and you know a comeback and and a resolution in pretty much you know two to three minutes you know you expand that a little bit to 10 minutes it's the same damn thing it's the same thing it's crazy yeah. Cool. A lot of people don't get to the point where you're at until they're well, like thank you. ten years in the business. Yeah, right. Which is pretty insane. Some never get there. Yeah, yeah like I mean, let's, yeah. let's be honest. Some we're still waiting on, yeah. Um so we're gonna dive into that. Before we do, we we ask this of all of our, our guests, and at some point we're gonna have to tweak it because one of these days we're gonna ask who have to ask who you straight for, right? Because you never know, right? Yeah. yeah. But for now we're gonna ask who you gay for. Uh it's gotta be Antonio Banderas. Oh, like, sure. the first time that I went to Walgreens and I grabbed his shitty cologne, <laughs> I knew right then and there that, like, my heart was all for Antonio Banderas. And the Mask of Zorro was, like, my jam back in the day. That sounds like somebody's got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to... Because he's old. We're going to dive into the hat. No, we're not. Oh, right, we got another question. Yes, we do. Well, we got a go- question. I, I thought we did this already, but we did it off there. So we'll start right now. Vic, what you been got going on? Uh, you can see me May 5th at MIAW. All right. What you been got going on there? Ain't shit. All right. What you been got going on, Dave? Uh, May 5th, I'll be in Green Bay uh, for WPW. Actually, I think I'll be De Pere, uh for WPW. And I uh, will have my comedy sports uh, showcase show. May 16th, I think. It's a Wednesday or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Hey, if, if that's a thing, make sure I know because I'm off it's Wednesdays. It's free. It's free. I'm not cheap. I'll pay. Well, I'm just, I like the price. I'm just saying, it's free. So they're like, now let me plug it for everyone. Oh, yes. It's free. For the love of God, it's free. You're implying that uh, you're implying Vic doesn't have any money? 
Huh? You should. I well, he's that. a wrestler, so like, I, we're all broke. We should. And I'm a wrestler and a comedian. How broke do you think I am? Uh, you're so broke, you owe yourself money. Hey. Um, I guess for me, May 5th, MIW, I've got um, BCW in May, and I also have June 1st, ACW, and uh, I'll be making a return to lacrosse this summer. You went deep. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't know how how far to go. Yeah, some like, of us also have May 11th in lacrosse. That's why I was I forgot to bring that up. I should, May 19th for BCW. I, I have another yeah, May 19th. two WPW dates. I think. I, I don't know if May 11th I'll make it to lacrosse, but I'll make it probably in June. I don't even know if this is going to air before May 11th. So yeah, well that's why I went. You know what? Just go to an indie show. Maybe you'll see us. Maybe Please. you won't. But you're still going to have a good time. Chances are not going to see me. Did you? Who, was anybody at at Tundra, Frozen Tundra last night? I uh, thought no. about going, but I didn't. I <laughs> talked to I talked to the long one of the long lost members of the Ross family, Monica. Yeah, I heard she was there. She went. Somehow yeah. I got referenced in one of her posts about French onion soup. French I onion soup's great. Well, I know it is, but no, it's not. It is great, but she said, why is it that I'm eating French onion soup and I'm being compared to Scott Wisniewski? I don't know what that means. Oh, maybe she was farty. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, I thought thought that we were comparing you to French onion soup. I heard the show was short. Perfect. Uh, Like, under two hours with intermission. That is is short. (laughs) It's incredibly short. Uh, In all fairness, the last time that venue ran... The show itself was close to five hours long. Ooh. So wow. keeping it a little short. Well, it, it was. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. That, I, that was the last time you worked. I think. I didn't right? know it was. was, and it was. <laughs> that was. Oh awful. my God! Was that show? <laughs> that was a, a awful, awful show. And so, oh. and there was also shenanigans going on. And oh, I didn't was, know that they ran WrestleMania in Fond du Lac one time. Oh my God! Well, well wait. If, if it's got to be five hours to be WrestleMania, that means any Ian Rotten show. Yeah. Is a WrestleMania. I think there were eight matches on the card, and between those eight matches, six of them broke off into another match. So it was like 12 to 14 matches, and it was. It, it was rough. I, I don't remember. Well, that was a one off. It was a one off. Oh. And if I remember it right, it was ended up being me and JP against some masked guy. Yes, and and it it turned into a stipulation where if I lose, I had to retire. If JP loses, he had to have his head shaved, and if the mask guy lost, he had to lose his mask. Right? Okay. This guy was the absolute shits, and at one point, he I I realized during the match he didn't tie his hood, so I went to pin him, and I went to pick him up because I wasn't ready to pin him yet, and his hood came off in my hand. So technically, the the match should have ended. And then the dude was mad. I'm like, why are you mad? You didn't tie your hood. He, that guy ended up leaving then. Yep. Like, he didn't fit, say to finish the mat, match. Mm-mm. He ended up grabbing his hood, running to the referee's car and crying. Yep. And Matt, uh, Beer City Bruiser was there. And he was drunk off his ass. And it was like, I gotta find him. I gotta <laughs> find him. And he just, and eventually he did, and then proceeded to cut like a 20-minute promo telling him how he should never wrestle again. It yep. was... Did he take his advice? Uh, no, he worked a show the next day that I, uh, next, next day, next week. 
Is he still around? I haven't yes, seen him in is. a while. Is he still around? Uh, El Chupacabra. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so He's here's the thing, El though. We came up with a cool finish because me and JP were getting the heels and we were working together. And then JP was going to screw me over and schoolboy me because he had an open shot, right? And that actually happened, but it didn't happen the way it was supposed to because the masked dude was supposed to be, uh, like, talking shit to me and i was supposed to be at the rope talking to him i was supposed to back up into jp who was going to schoolboy me right but the dude left so i didn't know how to get into the pinning position yeah, he, didn't he like botch a moonsault yes too that was like and then we gave him a spike pile drive <laughs> and then he left so when you are under tully um i came off the rope okay yeah, you were tully tully yeah all right, all right. which is i mean i I haven't been a aerial assault guy in the last in about ten years, but I decided for this oh, one. Oh man, I've never seen JP matter. He was after. pissed. Yeah. He was so pissed. So JP so, yeah. has seen some bad stuff. Oh, he's oh. yeah, he's seen some of the worst of the worst. I mean, yeah, so. oh yeah. And so then it was our goal because then we got JP booked on. There was another Fed that was bringing in. Uh, Chupacabra, and it was our goal, like every show, to get JP to work them in some way, <laughs> shape, or form as a rib, and it worked like a good amount of times. Nice. Oh man, that was a good show. That was a terribly good show. Well, I heard yesterday's show is short because Johnny Swashbuckle is on it. Oh! Oh, the drum kit's down! Um, because he's 5'4. But there were some names on there. I mean, I know that, um, I mean, some matches that look decent on paper, but. Sometimes the best laid plans, right? Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's okay to have a short show from time to time. It's just, that is a short show. Well, especially for your first one. People right? are working their way out the door. I mean, I would have just gone up for the fact that Draven Striker's wife was there. But anyway, oh, let's uh, let's get into the... <laughs> you ever have a face full of Juggalo boobs? No comment. You could have in Cleveland. <laughs> in Cleveland, you could have had a face full of anything. Stat All right. Actually. So a lot of these topics you may know nothing about. Probably don't. Uh, it usually works out that way. So a lot of them are for us. That's fire. But we've been lucky, except when Armani was on, that when our guests are on, they usually yeah. pull a topic that is something they can, that can re- they, they can relate to. Armani got shit like Bolivian soccer. Oh, okay. So you know, you can only imagine how that would have worked. <laughs> no, wait, don't worry. I, can, I think I can bullshit my way through mo- most things. So. A lot of them stick together. They're just post-its and don't look directly in because uh, you can you can see, see a lot of them. Hey, don't look into the lights out here, Carol. Like this one. This one feels delicious. Did you get two? No, I was no. all right. Tornado tag, and that Maru explain. Is that what that says? Yeah. Okay, right. I don't know what that means. Okay, so we're explaining a tornado tag. Oh, okay. I think so. Not the last show, but the one prior to it. We went to breakfast the next day, as is the style at the steak buffet. It was Derek, Shay, various members of their families, myself, Lane, Riley. Riley. I wasn't there. That wasn't you? I didn't go to the Then it was show. the pirate. It was the pirate, Riley, and Maru. This story is completely new to me. Okay, and Maru is never part of that group. Yeah, that's ever. right. Yeah, he usually okay. goes... Because he drinks his payday and then he can't afford food anymore. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but now he's <laughs> or he has to give it his challenge. Again, much like Jason Ness. But now he's getting divorced, so he's got some extra time on right. his hands. So he comes to eat. We're sitting there. And somebody's talking about a tornado tag. 
but I can't hear them because I don't hear very well sometimes. So I said, what? Mm. And they repeated it, and I still didn't hear it. And I said, what? And then Maru, who's sitting across from me, is like, dude, it's a tornado tag. It's where everybody's in the ring. So he's explaining it. Yeah. Like you've never... And I said, I know what the fuck it is. I'm deaf. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Well, uh, you are talking to someone that has left people deaf and is an idiot. So, I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, you had to get the... Encyclopedia Britannica version of a tornado tag. Oh, I did not. I cut it right <laughs> off. I no. And for some, Maru, for somebody whose main gimmick at most places now is the fact that he's a Samoan savage who can't speak. Once you get him going on a topic, oh yeah, he oh is my passionate. God. About it. Well, first of all, he's passionate about everything. So right. That means he goes <laughs> off on everything. I again, I love Maru. Isaac's my guy, but woo. There's a couple times that we've got him going. Yeah, I had a chance to see him last week at ACW. It was interesting, but um, I can't remember what he was going on about. But I had to walk away from. It. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was a lot going on. It was a, it was a convention <laughs> and a wrestling show, right? And I had so much stuff happening, and I'm like, and I was starting to get. I mean, I don't get like I used to get on show days when I was running shows, but I'm like panicking now because it's getting close to Scott Steiner coming out to do it, and he's going on. I'm like, dude. I got go. You didn't even do the handoff? And I couldn't find anybody. Oh, man. I'm the master of the handoff. So if I'm having a conversation with somebody, sometimes I'll be at a show and, I don't know, maybe a slightly, slight mouth breather might come up to me, and he'll start telling me how he thinks, like, Frank should book John Cena. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? JP actually knows John Cena. Let me, hey, JP. <laughs> I've, I've done the handoff a uh, fair amount of times the uh, last MEPW show, me and uh, and BCB Beer City Bruiser were going back and forth, like literally back and forth with this one guy, where we were like, "Oh yeah, if you want to learn how to train, like that's my trainer over there." And he went over to him, and Matt, uh, then Matt starts talking. He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, actually, like one of the first people that I ever taught was Aesop over there," and like went back and forth, back. I think we did that like four or five times, and the dude was none the wiser, just a stupid like grin on his face. See, the problem I have now is the the difference between ring announcing and wrestling, right? And the pros and the cons. The pro is I don't have to take bumps anymore, right? Yeah. Unless I want to. This is a spot once in a while, and I get paid this most places, most places. I get paid the <laughs> same as I would as the wrestlers, right? Yep. But what I don't like is because I'm the ring announcer now, people either think I run the show, so they'll ask me questions like like I'm some authority figure, <laughs> or they feel like I'm that much more approachable because I'm in the ring with a mic and I'm talking and I'm being nice, neutral, getting people... Well, you're kind of immersed in the crowd, right. unlike the wrestlers and everyone else. And because I'm out there now for the whole show, they feel like sometimes they could just stroll up to where the DJ booth is and decide to start a conversation with me and... Hmm. So, and then I make the mistake sometimes of let, allowing them to be my Facebook friends because my Facebook's not private. I don't, I'm not going to put like dark secrets of my life on Facebook. I usually post, repost from the onion or I pub where I'm going to be the next week, right? So I'll put dark secrets from my life on Or you piss on the brewers. Yeah, or I piss on the brewers. Um, but other than that, like I'm not putting things on there that I don't want anybody to know. So I'll friend some of these guys and then they'll start saying, hey, did you watch the world's greatest world? I'm like, why the fuck are you IMing me? Oh, 
Uh, I get those all the time because, like, even though I have a separate page for my wrestling account, they find me in some way, shape, or form. And it, let me let me at least find it because I I do have one where the guy like found me obviously and proceeded to ask me random questions to to which I just did not care. <laughs> so this was the very first uh, I think like I friended uh, he friended me I accepted and then I think like a week later this is the first thing that that came through was ASAP. There's a chance for an isolated tornado Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that deserves a snare drum. Yeah, and, and needless to say, I just don't respond to those well, right, things. Right, But like, what? <laughs> and, and I get those... Did you feel a, like it might have been a setup, though? No. no, <laughs> like, no I, know, I know the guy, and I, I'm sure most of you know, know the guy. You mean, like, if he's like, oh, no, what do I do? And the guy's like, come over to my basement. It's <laughs> safe there. Uh, again... <laughs> Again, most of you guys, I would assume, know the guy, at least some, in some way, shape, or form, and it doesn't exactly uh, surprise you that he would... I mean, he's smart enough to follow the weather. Well, that's true. So is that, that one Johnny guy, or Frankie guy, who yells all the time. Oh, I love that yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, all, we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a setup. Okay. That's no, not no, a no. setup. But just the, the fact that I got that... <laughs> Let me see. How do I start conversation with this person I know nothing about? Oh, don't worry. Earth? He will start the conversation. <laughs> I remember seeing him hit on Heather Patera at a bar. <laughs> and that was worth the price of permission. Do I say hi or hello? Nope. Again, no. he'll do it for you. I'm yeah. going to bring up this isolated tornado. Um, I was going, going at it with Shooter Scott because he gets those messages much more frequently than him. So, and, and, like, the ones that he was telling me about were, like, great. Like, you know, if you eat raw chicken, there's a chance of salmonella. Like, well, <laughs> there is a, okay. a good chance of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's he's one of them. There's another one that, that, I, that goes to a lot of the BCW shows. I'll mm-hmm. point him out next time. I know. I think I he's, know. Glasses? Oh, my God. He's a something, dude. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so the other ones is like the thing that really gets me is the only time fans ever get mad at me now as a ring announcer is when a heel cheats and a ref, you know, calls the match, you know, the winner is the heel. And fans get mad at me. I'm like, I'm not an official, nor do I run this company. Chill out. I really hope that's how you announce that, by the way. Well, the winner is the heel. The winner is the heel. Here is your <laughs> winner, the heel. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, as he far as. some shit. <laughs> He went over dirty. Um, <laughs> so I, we've we've gone over the, the since we're on the subject. Though, any tornado tags that stand out to you as some of your favorites, like that I was in or that I saw. Either, or, either. I mean, no, I guess there really isn't. I feel like a lot of Ross family tag matches just devolved in the. The one in Texas Stevens tornadoes. Point I really enjoyed. The, <laughs> the latter. Uh, no, the one with. Uh, us versus uh, oh, okay. Brian, Brian and yeah, yeah, New, South, New South, where not only did I hit Brian with the hardest chair shot I've ever hit anybody with. <laughs> Deservedly? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Oh, my God. Okay. Brian was the stiffest dude that ever worked. He gave me diabetes just... by punching me in the neck. Oh, well. Yeah. That probably trailed off to me then. That's why I have diabetes. Yeah, so. it shut off my pancreas. That's that was also the where 
uh, Jim hurt his back with the flip off the to try to get. The, oh yeah. So he jumped off the top of the. It wasn't a building. What would We're you gonna call? have to call it a balcony. It's a, basically a balcony. He did a swanton off a balcony, left. but we had X'd out the part on the floor where the table was supposed to be before the show. But he went up there, and because he was scared, he kept going little closer. <laughs> little closer. And he overshot it. And he overshot it and landed back first oh. on, the, on the gym. It was a gym floor, too. Oh, so. no. See, there's a reason why I keep my feet on the ground. I don't do any any rope shit at all. By the way, oh. I went to high school with gym floor. And then if, <laughs> and then if you want to watch a really good tornado tag match, any of the what, Nasty Boys versus Cactus Wait Jack a minute, and Max Nasty Payne. Boys? Nasty Boys versus Cactus Jacks and Max Payne. Wait, now you're not saying good, you're saying memorable. Uh, oh, that was good. It's, oh, okay. It's, okay. it's, it's a, a, a visual scene. Okay. Okay? Like uh, Foley taking the bump off of the riser. You know, their, their, their elevated ramp to the concrete. Yeah. Oh, oh. Is it, isn't that when he's trying to get the Lloyds of London... Uh, he was. Effect. He was. That wasn't part of the story. But yeah, but, well, but we all know how that how yeah, that yeah, tried yeah. to kind of transpired. That was the point where he was sick of wrestling and wanted to get paid out. And that was the origin of the amazing Brian Knobs bump, which oh, is where Max oh, Payne catches him for a belly to belly suplex, but Brian Knobs doesn't jump, so he lands on his well, his chest hurts hits first. Yeah. On the mat, so like his his chest, and then he rolls up onto his face. And his feet come behind his head. And kick him and in the kick back, him of, in the back oh. of the head. Oh, he's scorpion. So he's like a... Yeah, he's oh. scorpion. He donuts that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, let me just say this. If Mick Foley had gone through with that and decided to leave wrestling, Raw would never have passed Nitro. Wow. I don't know about You really that. went There's several levels. Am I right, though? They w- Shivani would never have given away the spoiler? I feel... Well, they you feel like the spoiler, Shivani spoiler was the reason that... It was the stuff. So the Bischoff show that debuted soon would be called, what, like 85 weeks then? Instead of 83? No. Yeah. Uh, 87. Because it was going to happen. I'd give him four more weeks. All right. Fair enough. I'd yeah, a month seems like a good run. Yeah. All right. Next. Next topic. Bolivian soccer. No, no, we... Yeah, we don't put them back in. We usually... Uh, Places, members of the Ross family... You know, you can open it the whole way. See, but I had trouble doing that. ...is banned from... (laughs) And why? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I'm banned from lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, In all seriousness, I'm not banned from lacrosse anymore. But here's... Let me... Let's rehash the story for those of you who... So I was going to do my retirement match in lacrosse. It was going to be me versus Jason Masters. And there was a reason behind it. Jason Masters had just interfered in a match where we thought he was on our side and got Vic fired from well, retired, retired from lacrosse. So I was going to have my revenge, and I was going to put my career on the line, and of course I was going to lose. And we really planned a hell of a match. I mean, there were some things in there, because I knew this was going to be my last match. There were things I haven't done in 10 years. I was just going to throw it all out the window. Go out in style, right? Well, and then you wrestled Chupacabra. So good job. Well, that ended up laughing. <laughs> anyway, so what happened was um, my uncle, who was 90 years old and doesn't really, he had no family other than us, right? And he was going to die. I mean, that week he ended up getting sick. So I called Jason Masters on that Friday because we were supposed to go up, and I called Derek and said, I can't make it up. 
And Masters then says, oh, I knew he wasn't coming all along. What a heel. So that obviously caused heat with the promoter, so then they didn't rebook the next match that was supposed to happen. And and then even said, well, if he comes up, I'm not going to bother to pay him, and blah, blah, blah. And I understand he's upset because his match that he was promoting got screwed up, but Masters kind of buried me a little bit. And then... Um, Masters ended up getting himself banned, and then there was never a reason for me to end up having my match with him, so there was no reason for me to have that contest. Oh, lovely. So I've just, it's more convenient for me to just say I'm banned. Yeah. On separate occasions, we've been banned from the Denny's on 27th Street. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And the one by the airport, And too. the one by the yeah. airport as well. Oh yeah. Been banned from there. Yeah, Denny's had like yep. a moratorium on us. Like, oh, yeah. that, that Denny's by the airport frustrates me to no end. I've been there... Probably a good fifteen to twenty times, and every single time I've had to raise my voice to the like to some way, shape, or form, like get my order correct. So the fact that I'm not banned there is is remarkable, and I I'm a little envious that I am not banned there because I I don't want any reason to go back. I can ever. help I can help you out with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we're banned from the one by the airport, but I know exactly why we're banned from the one in Twenty Seventh Street, yeah. which is why. Uh, so you guys, you and Jim were living in Point yeah. at the time, and I was out shooting pool leagues, and, and which uh, led to you. I was on a, a, a hot streak like you've never seen shaking bar dice. I won 10 in a row, 10 shots on top of all that beer. Oh boy. Somewhere in the process, Jim calls me and he's like, hey man, we're in town, come meet us at Denny's. First time you met Jim's brother, by the way. Yep. I tried to beg off, I was like, no dude, I'm... Real fucking drunk. It's a bad idea. He's like, no, come on. We're only in town for one night. You got to stop out. All right, I'll stop out. So I wander in. They're sitting in a booth. I sit down. We're talking. Apparently, I might have said fuck two, three, twelve, 12 times. times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, waitress came over, asked me what I wanted to drink. I ordered a Coke. She left. Probably said fuck 13, 14 more times. Manager came over and was like, excuse me, but you can't talk like that in here. Because, you know, Denny's. Uh, what I mean, time of night was it? Uh, midnight. midnight. Oh, okay. Midnight. So, so you know, it was okay for, like, the emo card players to sit there for and sure. coffee for sure. all night. But well, we were in the smoking hey, that's section. That's Magic the Gathering, and you shut up. That's <laughs> we were in the smoking section, and the booth next to us. So this was quite a few years ago. Was so there was a smoking. number of years ago. They were also smoking, but they also had their baby next to them in the booth. Oh, great. And the baby... Seat. Seat. Oh, nice. So they were they blowing the smoke probably directly into the baby <laughs> carriage with the, the hood up. So nice. the manager Hot box. tells me I can't talk like that, and I apologize. And she leaves. She said, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and we're chatting some more, and I'm, I'm getting a little a little dry, you know, because I had all those drinks earlier. Now, now I'm dry. Right. And uh, I may have asked... How long does it take to get a fucking coke? <laughs> <laughs> and then the manager came over and was like, oh, that's it. You got to go. You got to go. You're out of here. So I stood up and I put $2 down for the coke. And Jim was like, dude, don't pay for that. You didn't even get it. I was like, yeah, but then she'll call the cops and say I ran out this fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked past all the people and I got to the front door and I stopped and I threw my head back and I yelled, fuck! And then I left. 
<laughs> and that's why I'm not allowed at the Denny's on Toys R Us. Now, do you think that that band's still in place? Do they? I would assume that that manager's been fired I'm or sure. they dead probably had from all the smoke. Eleven or, managers. I've been back to both of those Denny's since. Yeah. My picture's not on the wall. No. Yeah. They don't have my name on a list. Are you a little bit disappointed that it's not sometimes, on the wall? Like, sometimes. Like, I would, I would hope that my face is on the wall. People who get banned here do <laughs> not. Okay, so have you been banned? Any of you been banned from the Camelot? No. No. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I was. No, I'm definitely sure I was asked to leave the four miles. <laughs> <laughs> what was that um, restaurant oh, yeah? across from, like down the block from Camelot, that Brian would get the 31 egg omelet at? Oh, it was uh, eggs and stuff. Eggs that's and actually stuff. closer yes. to my house than that's, the Camelot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite a place. I'm, I'm surprised Brian wasn't banned just from running them out of eggs. I mean, yeah, we got banned from the Four Mile Strip Club. Yep. yep. Uh, where was the Four Mile? Uh, uh, just somewhere, somewhere between Winona, Minnesota, and wherever the fuck it was in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, what was Chan, Chad Vandermark's fed? XLW. XLW, banned from there. Yeah. Uh, what's that city in Minnesota? You have Caledonia. Banned from a well, wait, that, was that where the bar fight was? Yeah, but, yeah. they yeah. basically ran us out of town. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're all banned. Yeah, we're all banned from that. And then what's the one where we almost got into the thing with uh, Jason Masters almost fucked the whole time? Uh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Because we're banned from that place too. I can't remember what the name of it is right now. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on The Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. The Caledonia story, though, was amazing because I, I we've told it before. I'll give you the short version. The whole town wanted to fight Jason Masters. All the wrestlers went out to stop it. There were about 40 people outside. The fight finally breaks up. We walk back in, and the only two people in the bar are Steve Stardom and a rat. Steve Stardom would not come out to help. Because he's not going to break the... Well, he also might fall asleep in the middle of the match and get trampled on. Yeah, <laughs> You never quite know. That's true. Are you banned from anywhere? Uh, the only place that I know that I had a suspension, if anything, from, uh, was Landmark Lanes, uh, on the east side? Yeah, a couple of years ago, we, I was like, we were there for karaoke, it was me and my, my two roommates, uh, they were a couple, uh, guy and a girl, so I just, uh, but my, my roommate, probably 6'3", big dude, and we're all there for karaoke trying to have some fun, and it was like, the night that like everyone was doing every karaoke song, the, like the most common karaoke songs in the book, right? So sure. it was like, oh god, this one, oh god, this one, oh god, this one. Finally, like this dude goes up there and he starts singing like "Don't Stop Believing" or "Living on oh, a Prayer" Jesus. or some shit like that. And I was like, oh my god, another one! And all of a sudden, this like probably six foot lanky dude just comes out of nowhere in a cardigan 
and like really preppy clothes. He's like, excuse me? And I was like, yeah. Like, are you talking shit about my guy up there? Because like, we're going to have to take this somewhere otherwise. I was like, threw the book down. The lightest ass for yeah, a fight yeah. ever. For, for, like, I threw my book down and I was like, listen here, motherfucker. If you want to take this outside, we'll take this outside because I'm like sick of all this shit right now. And he's like, whoa, 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 you better step back, dude. I'm a psychology major. Oh, I can God. beat you with my mind. Oh. And so, like... <laughs> That's where he would have gotten the right hook. And, well, <laughs> well, and I, I fucking bitch slapped him right across yeah. the face. Like, me and my roommate take him, uh, take him outside, and, like, his five drunk cardigan-wearing friends all come out there. We start, like, fucking beating on him, blah, 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 blah. And I'm really just, like, focusing on this one dude. Because I'm annoyed by him. My my big giant roommates just laying everybody out. And finally it just comes down to the, the cardigan dude who I've been like, in, had him in a headlock the whole fucking time. I eventually get his arms, like grab him from behind and I yell, Hey, Josh! And Josh just comes with the biggest fucking boot to the face. And I ended up like suplexing him backwards. And uh, that's when the bar staff was like, hey, guys, you probably shouldn't come here for, like, a month or two, if that's okay. <laughs> All right. We're, we had a good night. Thanks. And, like, just walked off. A month off. or two. I like Members I from like the Ross that. family have also been banned from Well, let me tell you my favorite landmark start. By the way, the best karaoke song is Girlfriend in a Coma by the Smiths. But, um, <laughs> Why? Just because. It's a personal reason. But um, <laughs> the worst landmark fight involved Jason Masters. Of course it does. So he gets into an uh, argument with somebody outside the landmark, and it's a guy holding a dog, right? And it was <laughs> Halloween at the time. Not walking a dog. Well. Holding a dog. Both. He was holding, walking, holding, walking. Okay. But anyway. The this, dog was incredibly lazy. This was amazing, because it was Halloween, and Jason Masters whistled at some girl who was probably the slutty nurse, or slutty whatever, because that's all it is, a slutty nurse, yeah, slutty a, uh, phone operator, slutty stewardess. But, can't wait for my daughter to be a slutty unicorn this yeah, Halloween. Right. So, <laughs> so, he whistled at her, and this guy decided to defend this lady's honor. They weren't together. He says, that's disrespectful to women. Before Masters could start, I said, actually, that costume's disrespectful to women, so maybe you should go talk to whoever made that. Well, that should have been the end of it, but Jay Smith's like, no, oh, no, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> they proceed to have a debate for 45 minutes. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm going to hit this fucking guy so we can go home. Either let's go home, because he lived over on the east side, yep. or hit him, or let's call it a night. I was, like, fed up with this whole... Exchange. They're just going back and forth, and they're yeah. trying to pontificate, and this guy's random picking up his dog, putting it down... Like, oh, remember, for fuck's sakes. You've been in, we've all been in that story with Masters where, like, it'll switch. Like, they'll be ready to fight one minute. The next minute, they'll be talking and cool. And then they'll be ready to fight again. And you're just out there, like... Yeah. You're bored? Right. You just, I was bored. I was like, come on, man. Like, hit him already. Let's go to the next bar. Oh, I was also uh, kicked out of the Oak Creek Woodman's back in high school. Oh. Because we had a tendency hard. to... No, it wasn't. Not, <laughs> Were you looking for Clint? Is that the problem? <laughs> we had a tendency to drink and then go to the Woodman's and play football with the paper towel rolls. Oh. Tackle football. Okay. Little Giants action. Uh, yeah. So, like, because Woodman's is a 24-hour place. Yep. So we'd go there at, like, 
two, three o'clock in the morning and just like have a five on five football contest over in the paper towel section. Or if we were feeling really rambunctious, we would take one of the paper towels and then go to like the frozen foods or something like that. And needless to say, we got kicked out for doing that as well. Well, I am embarrassed to say that at, in my close to late 40s now, I'll still like take stuff and chuck it over the aisle <laughs> at grocery stores to see if I can get it in someone else's cart. Oh, yeah, uh, anything, anything over like a half a pound? I try to keep it, like you know, soft packs of like mashed potatoes or. All he's saying is, don't go shopping. When I was younger, it would have been like cans, but you know, I've matured a little bit now. It's just soft. You've evolved, my baby. Ouch. Uh, Any rustling feds? I'm pretty sure I'm banned from anything Livewire ever books. Oh, I'm sure we all are, and rightfully so. I've never said a bad thing about Livewire. Oh, that shit box! Don't get me started. Uh, well, yeah, we're banned from Chad Vandermark if he ever yep, runs yep. shows again. Yeah, um, that fat Chad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Never had the pleasure of meeting. Probably live wire. <laughs> Are you banned from anything Scotty Hawk would run? Am I? Uh, why would I be banned from Scotty Hawk? Because again, because of his daughter. I didn't do anything with Scotty Hawk's daughter. <laughs> Nothing he didn't do. Oh! And now you're uh, by the way, I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Halloween this year. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Slutty Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, I like oh. it. Oh, I like okay. it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's yours. But I don't know. I'm sure that Frank's in no hurry to use us. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dylan well, is. You're back. Well, Dylan is in no hurry to use to use me. Um, you know the places where you can make money. You're banned uh, from those. Banned places. from. <laughs> I'm banned from those places. Right on. Right so, on. All right. What's next? Who's got who's got hat? Well, he's got hat. I gotta go in the main event. You guys understand. So, oh Jesus! Uh, Party fall. Christ! Hang on, I got a sloppy too. All right, what do we got? Favorite dark match. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I have favorite dark match. Uh, What's your favorite dark match that you've ever been in? Uh, Ron Simmons versus Butch Reed. Oh, what? Because it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both African American. No. Um, I don't know that I've ever done a dark match. To be honest with Is you, it one that uh, had Johnny Barracuda? It was not. A dark it was match. a dark match. <laughs> It was a dark match. The fact that the, they turned the lights off and there were eight people there doesn't make it a dark match. It was a dark match. It was match. like fucking sixth on the card. Uh, no, I'll tell you why I know it was a dark match. Because Frank, our ring announcer, Frank Cosentino, said, It's a dark match. You can clap if you want to. They didn't, they didn't want to. They did not want to. Alright, I guess that's it for me, though. That's my favorite dark match. My favorite dark matches were the ones I booked for Rebels that would be the random eight guys thrown together in an eight-man, and they never seemed to fit, (laughs) but they were extra guys. So what would happen is we had to tape four weeks' worth of TV. So a lot of wrestlers hanging around, and they were long shows because it was... But the first match of the night, we would usually reward people who came down and helped with the ring, but I didn't want to use them on the TV program, so I'm like, hey, let's make it eight-man. 
and that was our dark match. And it was just, you'd have a, a guy who played the Mexican, uh, Alvato, he played like a hardcore Mexican, with a oh, farmer. Alvato, yeah. You know, team with a farmer, team with a, a, a ninja. Guy, a ninja. And team with like a guy with a black mask. You're like, all right, here's your team, <laughs> baby Perfect. faces, random Perfect. baby faces. You know, so it was it was always interesting to see what kind of combos we could throw together for an eight man. Uh, I mean, one of them had Amber. Ro- weren't you in one of those eight man? I don't think so. No, it wasn't. But Amber Rose would be in one because just because this, I was put with Amber Rose once. We had a female wrestler who wasn't as talented, but was built and was rough and tumble like Stacy Shadows. We didn't have any other women wrestlers on the show. So she had to fight guys. So she managed, and then she'd be in a random eight-man out All right, get in that eight-man and kick some ass. Because I didn't know what else to do with her. I've seen so many high-quality dark matches with, like, Poppy Chulo. and uh, Wait, wait. Like, the Poppy Chulo from the WWE? No, no. Oh, that Poppy Chulo. The other Poppy Chulo. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite dark match was one of the cancer shows for SWE. Where it was the guys that they brought from Michigan because they came with their girlfriends no, who were in the women's yeah. matches. So oh, that Fabiano was something. They proceeded to go out and do everything they possibly could in the dark match. So dives to the outside, brawling around the outside. Oh, they killed the, killed the show. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know on that show, I teamed, I teamed against uh, Scotty Ryan. Scotty Ryan, unpopular opinion. Yep. And you know who my tag team partner was for that shit show? David Triggs. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Mr. Pibb is better than Dr. Pepper, despite his not going after a doctorate. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's Scotty. That's Scotty Ryan. Um, any dark matches that stood up for you? Did you ever I, work a dark match? Oh, yeah. I've, I've worked a couple dark matches. Uh, not too many. Because, like... I, you know, I love how people will call them dark matches when they don't do TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, like, that, that doesn't make sense. That, well, it's like more like the pre-show match, if anything. But, like, I think my first... The first time I ever wrestled in a ring was a was a dark match battle royal. And it was abysmal. Like, it was so bad. There ended up being this, like... I, I was in the ring... Uh, with this one guy that I was talking to in the back, he he had this flower child gimmick, and he was skin and bones like that. He was nothing, no meat. Jay Nah, uh, yeah, I think he was from Minnesota. Hmm. That young kid, my, I think he, like it was a whole bunch of green kids in this battle Real? royal, and um, like he ended up coming up to me, like getting me in the corner because he was supposed to be a babyface or whatever, I guess, and he started giving me chops, except. They weren't, like, real chops. Like, there was no sound coming off of them. And he just ended up doing, like, this cat, like, a cat clawing in a ball of, y- ball of yarn Yikes. gimmick. And so I'm trying to sell. Like, I'm trying to, you know, take it in and, like, okay. So he gives me one, and I'm like, well, that was the shits. And he gives me a second one. And I'm like, I'm giving you one last chance here. And I tell him that. I was like, give me one more. And he gives me a third one, that's got awful. I ended up grabbing him by the ears Putting him into the corner, I said, "You're going out." He's like, "What?" And I wind up and give him this huge fucking chop. It was, boom, and I ended up like pushing his head at the same. Like after I hit him, I pushed his head and I flipped him over the fucking buckle because like his chops were so god awful that I 
I, like, he needed to go. Like, he needed to get out of the fucking ring. Now, this one wasn't a dark match, and there were a couple, but we've been in some battle royals that were god-awful because people want to do spots. And it's okay to do spots in battle royals if it's a rumble and you're the first two or three guys or you're down to the last four. But yes. we had a ring fall for this one that we were in, and we had guys doing cross bodies with, like, 13 guys in their ring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to go for great. And, and, you know, there is a purpose for pre-show matches or dark matches. The purpose is, number one, you're going to take a look at somebody maybe you've never seen before right. as a promoter and see what they're worth. Number two, it allows you to test everything. Yes, it tests the, sure. the audio, makes sure that, yes. And that's why I don't mind having a pre-show match. I don't like when they have three. I'm like, okay, what are we, what are we doing? That's a, that's a, that's a fucking first half right, right there. Right. <laughs> You know, so I, I agree that there's a purpose that make sure you got your lighting right, make sure the ring's good, you know, yep. get in there, do some stuff, make sure the crowd's kind of warmed up because you want them to be, you know, now anticipating what's coming next. But sometimes that could backfire because you could throw two guys in there that's just a complete nightmare. Well, it kills the fucking show right. at that point. And then they're like, ugh. If anything, that they need to be at the end of the card for popcorn matches and shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm. You know what else kills the show? The Eagles. That's not. Don't do that. As in, like Hotel California. As, as <laughs> in, David, something about me you need to know is I love the Eagles. Okay, absolutely love the Eagles. Why? Why? Okay, like I'm, I'm so over Hotel California. Yes, thank you. Okay, <laughs> so Unpo- unpopular opinion. Hotel California, most overrated song. That's ever. an unpopular opinion in this group right now. Uh, I don't know. It might be two no, two. No, no, it's 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 definitely two two. I'm sorry. That song is so overplayed. It needs to go away. I could do almost the entire guitar. I'll tell you what, you guys keep talking like this, and Lane's going to lose his peaceful, easy feeling. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So, what he's referring to is we never did uh, pre-show matches when we ran, or uh, when he ran his shows, and I helped. Okay. All right, We always would start the, we would play, like, Led Zeppelin before the shows, like, just... Like random yeah. Led Zeppelin songs. Like Black Dog. Yeah, 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 absolutely Black Dog. But one day I loved the Eagles and I was like, let's put some Eagles on. But now was it God. Country Eagles? It was all the Eagles. Oh. I can't tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which woman? So, like. That was a Lane song. <laughs> pretty much. Led Zeppelin, always going to get you the energy, right? What about Desperado? Is Desperado played at some point, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Eagles, not a good crowd warming no, up music. No, not at all. It brings them down. <laughs> Worst crowd we ever had. No, did you have a Simon and Garfunkel night as well? <laughs> we did not. A Two. Billy Joel night? Here's, here's uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Simon and Garfunkel, too upbeat for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds miserable. You know the coolest part about stuff like Peter, Paul, and Mary, though, is, is laid back and... and and vanilla as they were, were like some of the biggest hardcore druggies you'd ever meet in music. So that, why do you think they were so docile? I suppose. Right? What do you think Puff the Magic Dragon was about? Well, I know what it was about. <laughs> That's the point. I had that on VHS growing up, by the way. The animated Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh yeah. Who in fact lived by the sea. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright. And it. now your main event. The rest of the story. Bing, bing, bing. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. <laughs> the only Does this person get old school entrances too. Uh, yes. Okay. In this corner. Ah, Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This would be a strong one to take us out on. Best wrestling theme. 
and best original wrestling. Okay, okay. Now, I think I know what the 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 just to this question is. What's the best wrestling theme like that wasn't created by you know that was created just for the wrestler? And then what's like in the old school when they actually use people's music? Okay. Like who's who fit the gimmick the best? Okay. So. Um, Hmm, there was a lot of. I mean, ECW for all the shit that they produced, actually had some really good wrestling themes that fit their characters. Right? Yeah, like here comes the hot stepper. Well, that's not the one. Yeah, well, not that one. <laughs> but um, you know, I think you know, a Man in the Box for Tommy Dreamer just yep. put over the gimmick really well. Andrew Obviously, Sandman. Enter Sandman for Duh. Sandman. Um, but they used music really well to tell the story, which is good because. Everything else they did ruined wrestling. Every white so. zombie song ever. Somebody now, and, and you know, just so you're aware, the reason I say ECW ruined wrestling is twofold. One is they would have this match where I'd hit you with 37 chair shots to pin you, and the next match I'd hit you with one and beat you, right? Yeah. Or I would put you through 18 tables, so the next week I had to put you through 20, and then I had to put you through 40, then I had to stab you in the heart and eat it. My, right? my issue when, was more... I hit you with 18 chairs, and then I rolled you up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened a lot. So that's why, I, I mean, yes, some of the stuff was innovative. I, You know, in 96, going, well, that's pretty cool. But then, like, all right, now how do you top it? Even then, I'm like, well, how do you top that? How do you top it? How do you top it? Yeah, it never quite got there. So you didn't really narrow it down, though, what you were after there. like. No, that was, I, that was just a tangent. But oh, okay. as far as, like, the best original stuff... I mean, I liked just about anything they made for Triple H. Was, okay. I mean, I thought that even going back to his DX days where he got his own theme, right? Mm-hmm. thought that was cool. Obviously, the Shawn Michaels theme is money, right? Okay. Raven's theme in WCW is my all-time favorite. Isn't it just a ripoff? It's, it's, yeah. it's it whatever is. it is, but it's, it is and it isn't. Yes. Just like Susudio isn't a ripoff of Prince. But anyway... Susudio <laughs> isn't a ripoff of Prince? Yeah. Yeah, come on. That's what, well, he settled out of court with Prince, so he must there must have been fired to that smoke, right? Um, so I like that stuff. Um, I really liked Harlem Heat's theme. I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's a good instrumental, yeah. yeah I, I like that. I like My that. favorite was the guy in the background who was like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty spot on. Um, it was definitely you. <laughs> You know, again, as you much as those. as much as I think the NWO ruined wrestling, um, the NWO theme was money. Oh yeah, it was good. Absolutely. Um, what else was good from back then? Um, the uh, Horseman theme, the oh, Art yeah. Anderson theme, uh, which was the original Horseman thing, was actually the best, and that was actually public domain music. It wasn't any, it didn't belong to anybody. As was Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit's first WCW. Theme. Yeah, you, occasionally you could hear those songs in the background of like History Channel shows. Yeah, yeah. Where you just like be watching like <laughs> yeah, because it's public domain, like it. a World War Two like plane fight, and then it would be like, <laughs> 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 and it would be the music <laughs> that guys would come out to in WCW. It'd be great. Uh, I think you got to say the best wrestling theme that was not an intended wrestling song ever that got super over would have to be uh, Ric Flair's. Oh, from two thousand one, sure. Because right. everybody knows that, and I think more people might know now that that's associated with him than yeah. Oh, absolutely. Than with two thousand one, you got a whole bunch of guys like that, though. You have Macho Man who had the yeah. pop and circumstance. Yeah. 
Uh, even Daniel Bryan had the the, the intro yeah, of that. Valkyrie, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, but Sandow also came out to the Hallelujah chorus. That was pretty. Which I'm trying to get Sean Priest to use. Don't, don't no, even you were trying to get him to use Hallelujah from like Leonard Cohen. Right? You're fucking right, I am. That's completely uh, different. Now lies. See we're gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he wants Sean Priest uh, to use. He doesn't. Want... Well, this is also coming from two guys that were like, "Hey, let's play the Eagles for show opener." No, no, <laughs> no, no. That was all him. <laughs> So. What about what about Hogan's theme though too? Like, what's funny yeah. about Hogan's theme, Real American, is obviously it's iconic, and it wasn't written for him. It was no, written for Michael Tunda and Barry Windham. And Hogan said, "I like that." Well, welcome to Hogan. Uh huh. Hogan sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. Well, how about the song that was written for Hogan? Oh, the Hulk. Do do Hulk. Do do Hulk. Yeah. Din, 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 din. yeah. Fuck that noise, man. I would have switched songs. I too. thought you were going to go with uh, American Made Hulk Hogan. No, oh, that's Well, bad. before he came I, out... I, exactly! But, exactly! I, I had a car ride conversation with uh, Sean Priest, Tyler Sunday, and JP. Of and they course. All, they, well, first of all, JP loves Hulk of Hogan. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but he's wrong. Hulk Hogan's terrible. <laughs> and I think Hulk Hogan's his dad. <laughs> but they all they all three of them said that American Made is a good song and I said you are wrong no I'll tell you what though you know what was a good song Grab Them Cakes <laughs> like, what about Jive Soul Bro Jive Soul Bro is my pick yeah that's okay. a good one I just took your whole Jive Soul Bro is a personal favorite uh, I was gonna go with Dustin Rhodes The Natural Oh, because well, they that, call him a natural. Natural! Like, natural is name. I love that song. I absolutely adored that music. Hulk Hogan's the, first theme, by the way, in WWF was Survivor. Um, I had the tiger. tiger. That was his AWA one, too, yeah. wasn't it? But Dusty Rhodes was really good uh, with the, the American E. Dream. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Boss Man. Demolition. Demolition. Oh, Demolition was yep. good. Axe uh, Pain Demolition and Smash Destruction Demolition. Right, Because right. we figured out what their middle names were through the pain song. Pain Destruction is our middle name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, they were brothers. Nation what about, oh, what about nowadays? With the rap. You like, gotta get what, like I, to me, I like Bobby Roode's. Because it's good. It's, but there's not a... But, Nakamura's. But it, yes, Nakamura and um, Asuka. Asuka's is good. Yeah. Uh, again, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets. I I am the in the personal camp that uh, an entrance music needs a drop right in the opening. Something that as soon as you hear, it it's got this like this one second boom. That's why Randy Orton is a piece of shit because his entrance musics are the so single many people worst that song. things that's, uh, ever. That's not the only reason why. They're, well, <laughs> I, I read they're so, awful. They're I read awful. so many posts online that said Randy Orton's song was the best song ever, and no. it's not. It's terrible. They have you have to like build into his music. Like it's it's terrible. And uh, what's what's the one that he has now? The I hear voices. Yeah. Oh my god. It's what about Edge? Fucking garbage. Edge had his, and he changed it to the Rob Zombie song, and then went back to the Edge. The and then he ended with an Alter Bridge song. <laughs> yeah. The far underrated Alter Bridge. Okay, band. I don't know about that, but as much as I'm not a fan <laughs> of the band, opinion. I like the song that Christian, the way they remix the Christian theme. With the big operatic I mean, open. just close your eyes. Yeah, I don't know. 
thought that was okay. Samoa Joe used to come out to uh, Pharaoh Marches, Manches Simon Says yeah. back in the Indies, which was always that. I'd been. That's I was trying one. to get Sean Priest to use that the instrumental version of that. You know who that, should that use that this? Simon Says should use it. Uh, we we talked about that too, but. Uh, then you'd have to use the words, and oh, needless to say, if you don't know the words, um, yeah, no, you're right. Girls rub on your titties. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Why do the Dream Police? Why do they never use Dream Police, but they use the Warrior by Scandal? Because the the Warrior is a fantastic song. It is a good song, but your name's the Dream Police. Have you Police. ever seen the music video yes. for that? The music video is the most like drug-inducing fix you've ever seen. Well, that was the 80s. If you, uh, if I could just turn you on to a Billy Squire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Billy Squire. The song is called Rock Me Tonight. Uh That's a real bad music. And, uh... And we're talking about the video here, right? I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, if you ever want to watch a man in tight pants have a seizure on camera... (laughs) Oh, I'll just watch that. Oh, the fabulous ones! (laughs) Or that. Yeah. Or that. Um, any other themes that, that you stick in Yeah, a uh, special shout-out to the guy who wrote Chief Atacula Kula song. Was that Chief Atacula I don't know. Um, did, he, did he use it, like, write it on a little Tykes, like, keyboard or It something? is a rap song. Oh! But there's no actual rap in it, is there? There's rapping. Oh, I just... Oh! I hear is the real slow, plodding no. beat. Oh, there's yeah. a rap? Oh, yeah. Well, we had a... Kid Brooklyn had his own song made for him. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> Kid Brooklyn. Kid Brooklyn. I think the best theme song was Patriotic Scott Williams' theme song. Which was? When I mixed the end of Sweet Madam Blue with the with the Ronald Reagan saying, you counted on America to be passive, you counted wrong, and there's an explosion, and then it's the end of Sweet Madam Blue. That was a pretty tight mix. <laughs> it really was. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. It was you could have really gotten over if you came out to Proud to be an American. No, see, that's lame. This was better. Man, fuck Lee Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, that, that's I actually had a dig for this. That's all, cheapy. All I ever, like, when I hear that song, all I ever think of are the the four to six-year-old baton twirlers and a grandly stand up. And they, like, just throw them up in the fucking air. It's the only thing I can think of when I hear that fucking song. Yeah, no, I, I Every song. parade known to man. That song makes veterans cry. I grew up, though, okay, because okay, I'm the oldest one here, but Vic probably remembers some of these times, too, going to the AWA shows at the Mecca, and there was no entrance music for yeah, anybody. Yeah. The guys would just walk to the ring. It was... Hey, they, they, they did the callback with Ziggler not too long ago. And Chompa did that, too. I was popping huge for that shit, and, and everyone else was burying it online, just like, this is terrible, this is a shit, no, that's that's cool. Right. I, I, I like that shit. I actually liked the and I we did this a couple times in one of the shows I was working where the where the opening match, the baby face would go to the ring or the heel, it didn't matter. But whoever was in the opener would go to the ring with the ring announcer. The ring announcer would announce all the pre show introductions while this wrestler would tug on the ropes and Check his wrist. Then the show would start like, ah, oh, making his way to the ring, blah, 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 blah. And already in the ring to Channel, my left. Channel Master. Yeah. Or whatever. Yes. Channel, Channel Caster. Channel right. Caster, my fault. But that's where he got, because they were, but that was old. That's how it used, every show would start that yeah. way at the arena. Like I'm the gonna, first guy was already in the ring. And I'm going to put this on record right now. The Shadow Caster was created by the people in this room. All right? It was a collaboration. It was our, it was our yeah. show. Yeah. We got him the, the vest. 
Yeah. And we gave him the claw. Yeah. I had the unfortunate circumstance of having to wear the Shadowcaster mask uh, at one point, and that smells like sewage. It, it, it is one of the we didn't give him the mask. Most disgusting <laughs> no, things have the mask. I've ever had to put on my face. I I, I am sorry. Yeah, I, I I can imagine it. It would be, but uh, but yeah, Shadow see Shadowcast reminds me of the days though where jobbers. Like enhancement talent, we're actually capable. Like you, you could suspend reality for about thirty seconds. Hey, he might actually beat this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we wanted to do all sorts of videos with the Shadowcaster. Like uh, he would put like a wrench in the claw, and like when he released his hand, the cl- the wrench would be like with finger marks in it and stuff, like crushing fruit. Okay. But then whenever he put it on anybody in the match, they no sold it. <laughs> okay. So. Because like, like there used to be stories of like guys with the strong hands that could like break pliers and stuff with their hands. And, and I don't mind the claws of finish. Obviously, we grew up to Baron Von Ashke, but I never got the abdominable. The, abdominable the Fritz claw? Yeah. Yeah, garbage. I don't like that. You can't breathe. Right. Well, like, when, especially when they put it on something like Kamala. There's enough room. Like, trust me, you're not squeezing any organs on Kamala when you put the abdominal claw on him. It'd be one thing if you had it like Andre with. You know, the hand the size of a fucking basketball. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, that would be different. Did anybody see the Andre documentary yet? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. It was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was yeah. I don't want to it was spoil like three it for stories. You. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know how it ends. <laughs> um, nor do I want to spoil Infinity Wars. Saw it yesterday. Yeah, we but saw I, it. I haven't t- seen it. La, 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 la. I'm not going to spoil anything. What I am going to say though is, Star Lord is not much of a guardian of the galaxy. That's fair. I'll give you my theory yeah, later. Spoiled uh, spoil everything. Nah, not at all. Um, Aquaman dies. Anyway, um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Cal Drago. I'll give you another uh, spoiler. If you leave milk out in the sun, uh, it'll spoil. I see what you <laughs> Why'd you do that? Now he's gonna get the fucking message. He's already gonna know. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't talk to him anymore. Um. All right. So I think we're anything We've gone on themes? Well along at this point. What real quick? Let's just do. Do you remember themes that you've used? What What are your favorite? Uh, the only theme that I think anybody would associate with me in any way would be the the color me bad. Yep. With the the. I uh, want to sex you up. I want to sex you up, right? And then the Eminence the zoo. Front too, right? Eminence front brother. Well, I don't know if anybody really would associate. I, that I usually think about Chevy. Chevy trucks. Yeah. yeah First of all, that's from. a... You pieces of let shit. Let me tell you something about Eminence Fuck you guys, all right? I Fuck actually came up with that as a theme, you and did. other people have used it. It's a perfect heel theme. If you think back to the 80s, the build-up, I love it. Um, that was our champion theme song. Correct. When we, when we won our tag belts, that's what we switched correct. to. I loved it. Um, what else did I use? Uh, Last Cup of Sorrow by Faith No More for a while. My baby face theme is Rainbow in the Dark by Dio. Mm. It just feels baby face. And once I used Tough Enough by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Oh, man. <laughs> because I was... Well, I was playing the jo- I was playing the jobber. I was, nobody and knew you me. you don't get Ford, uh, Ford trucks from that song? Nobody I knew mean, who I was in, I that, in that territory. I was, do- I was doing a one-off. Armani took me up to a show. <laughs> to, um, to a show for uh, Ian Xavier. And I didn't know I was going to be working, so I didn't bring... So all I had was, like, some 
shitty random CD. I'm like, just play Tough Enough. I'm losing in six minutes. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is you had that on a CD already. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just driving through traffic. Yep. That was track one. Track two was the other fabulous Thunderbird. It wasn't a fabulous Thunderbird CD. It was like a compilation CD. God, I could... I can just hear Armani going, God, this shit again. Scotty showed up with his single of Tough Enough. <laughs> can you play this, DJ? It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't like 1982. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those, and then obviously um, Sweet Madam Blue, those were, and then one time I used a Disturbed song just to piss off Adrian Serrano. Because okay. it was his theme, and I wanted to use it him and Yeah, on the list of people you should be pissing off, yeah. Adrian no Serrano's shit. right at the top. Yeah, well, I was young and stupid. Uh, uh, no, never mind. There, there is no reason. Yeah. Before we take this home, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the Midnight Express was a great theme. Oh, that was a great it was. song. Yeah. And it got used um, in that Art Bell show. Have you always had the same song at this point? Uh, I have, except for like on the couple of, of occasions when... I like got thrown into a match. Uh, like, I, I, I was working a show where like we, we were having issues on getting a, the DJ for something, and I ended up coming out to Joey Avalon's music. Like, what? Oh. He wasn't who wasn't on the show. Okay. But it just happened to be like sure. the bad bad man yeah, yeah, shit yeah. coming out, and then like a couple of luchador. Uh, lucha feds that where they just like throw me out to random like or like mariachi music for some fucking reason. I might have did a show where everybody came out to the same Def yeah. Leppard song. There were two Def Leppard songs that worked on the CD that was playing through. Yeah. So there was That's a heel great. song, which That's was great. kind of stole my idea because I wanted to have a song where everybody came out to "Never Gonna Give You Up." Oh, dude, Rick Astley. Yeah. Tell me that all the heels came out to "Love Bites." <laughs> I don't remember. No, literally, I, Armageddon. It was. I don't even know why. Yeah, Armageddon. It oh, was babyface. I don't know why TC had that CD because it was one of the shows that Bob couldn't make it. TC didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. Know. I don't know where I found this. The, shit, the other thing is, I uh, talked about entrance music. I like Sadist's theme. Yeah. Can you help me out? What is it? I don't know. It's okay. it's a it's a more of a heavy metal, but it's really good. Like right. it just I, it fits. I think I also like just yelling "Shadist" when I announce them. So, man, I have got to pee. If we don't end this Me soon, too. I'm gonna have to punch all of you in the neck. Take her home. All right. Krav Maga. Well, um, Kona Crush. Krav Maga. Shaka Bra. For Victor Stickglass. Thank you. For Jack Spade. All right. For David, also known as Asap Mitchell, also known as you don't have a stage name for comedy. Uh, I'm David. Welcome to Hogwarts. Ah, there you go. I love <laughs> it. I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. It's been episode 20-something, and next time will be still episode 20-something. Maybe 25. I'm 20-something. I can't wait till we well, get to the 30-somethings. Oh, that show was the shits. Good night, everybody. <laughs>